How's everybody doing? We gotta get you guys some more icebreakers or something. Get you out of your seats. Next time. I didn't think of anything this time, but next time. You guys just look so sad. Like you wanna be in your beds. Who wants to be in their beds right now? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, no, I do. <laughs> well, despite that, I'm glad you guys are all here. Um, you know, I know we, we say this a lot and we harp on this kind of stuff a lot, but I think things will start to become clearer as you get older, how, how important this time is. So just, just trust us when we say it, okay? <laughs> this will all make sense at some point in your lives. Um... Let me pray really quickly uh, before we get started. That is so random. <laughs> okay. Father, we thank you so much. Um, we ask, Father, that you will just have your way today. I pray for every heart, every mind in this room um, to let go of things that may be hindering or distracting. And I pray, Father, that we'll all have a heart and a mind ready to receive whatever it is that you have for us today. Help us to acquire new knowledge um, so that we can apply to our lives and ultimately um, reflect you in your kingdom. So Holy Spirit, speak through me. Half the time, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm leaning on you. So, we honor you, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. All right. Um, so, first, before kind of getting into today's lesson, I did want to ask you guys, um, for those who were here last week, what you guys remembered. What did we discuss last week? I feel like I heard somebody say it. For, well, okay, forgiveness. Is there any more you wanted to add? No. <laughs> okay, anything else? <laughs> but no. <laughs> anything else? You guys remember any like specific details? Any names come to mind for anything good? I mean, just anything. Just anything other than forgiveness. Like, what else do you remember from last week? Forgiving others, okay. Anybody remember what book we read from? Awesome. If we don't forgive somebody, I'm just trying to make sure I heard you right. I didn't hear you. You're hurting yourself in the end, oh, okay. Right. Amen. Amen. So yes, that is true. We did talk about that. About, <clears throat> if you guys remember, and Olivia spoke, she um, brought up the, um, I guess the phrase that people use about forgiveness and how it's kind of compared to drinking poison and expecting another person to, 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 you know, die or be affected by it. So yes, thank you, Francine. Anything else? No. Amen. We should let God deal with it. Yes. 
because the Bible says that vengeance belongs to him. It's not, it's not in our hands. <laughs> Anybody remember the book we read from? Philemon, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Philemon, Phil, Philemon, Philemon. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we know what we're talking about. Awesome, thank you guys so much. All right, um, so today, um, as you guys know that this, if you guys, in case you don't remember, but this month we're talking about um, conflict, essentially, right? Um, and so today we're going to talk about family conflict. Family conflict resolution. Um, I guess, generally speaking, I'm just curious, I just want to survey the room here. With a show of hands, how many people in here have had family conflict? Okay. I know I definitely have. Definitely have. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very real. Um, it's very, very real. Anyway, we'll get into it. So today, I want us to kind of go through the story of Joseph. Um, kind of illustrate and just kind of go through a certain part of his life. Because as we all know, Joseph has quite a story. Um, but I do want us to kind of get into it a little bit and kind of look at um, his life and maybe to see what we can learn from it. Okay, so just speaking of Joseph in general, I just want to hear from everybody. What do you guys remember of Joseph? He was a wise guy. I think that was somebody else. But I mean, he was wise though. Okay, that's cool. Um, I actually give that to you because we'll, we'll, we'll go into it. But um, okay. Yes, yes, he was the one who was sold by his brothers. Yes. Yes, that is. Yes, ma'am. That is Joseph. <laughs> no, you know, it happens. It happens to get mixed up. But yes, yes, absolutely. Yep, that was Joseph. Um, now, did you want to add anything? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's good. So for those of, <laughs> for those, oh yeah, um, what is it? The Coat of Many Colors. I think that's like the Disney version <laughs> of the movie. Um, it's still a good movie. Anyway, okay, so just a quick debrief, I guess, right, of Joseph. Joseph was very much favored by his father, right? There was 12 brothers, um, and his father favored him very much. He had a coat of many colors, right? He, his dad made him this really nice coat. Anyway, his brothers didn't like the attention that Joseph was getting. They felt envious, right, jealous of that. And so they decided that they were going to kill him, essentially, find, find a way to kill him, okay? And, um, but there was one brother, the oldest one, 
who was like, chill. <laughs> let's, let's, let's chill out on that. Um, how about instead we don't kill him and we just kind of sell him off, right? So the older brother kind of swooped in to try and spare his life, but you know, for the sake of, I guess, all the other brothers who were so angered and upset um, for several reasons, which I'm, you know, not sure, but I can imagine. Um, they decided to go ahead and sell him off, right? But in doing that, they also kind of took off his coat, put some blood on it and brought it back to the father and told the father, right, that Joseph pretty much was mauled by an animal and he's dead, right? Meanwhile, he was sold someplace else. Okay, now, obviously the dad was heartbroken, devastated and all of that. Fast forward, okay, um, Joseph, and, and this, is, this, is, this is the part, Francine, where I said I was gonna give you the wisdom part because um, Joseph, God was always with Joseph. Oh my goodness, how did I completely forget about the dreams? Okay, he had dreams, which you guys know. Yes, he had dreams that pretty much um, kind of insinuated that he was gonna rule over his family. And his family didn't quite like that. So that was, that's also one of the factors, right? Um, and that happened before, obviously, they sold him off. Um, but what I was going to get at, Francine, was um, God was, was always with Joseph. When you guys read, it's in Genesis, right? When you guys read, I like read over it several times. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I started to see things I hadn't necessarily seen before. Um, but... Even when he was sold off, the Bible says that essentially God always made it so that there was, Joseph succeeded in everything he did. Like, he just did. He just succeeded in everything. And so while being sold essentially into slavery, he still somehow managed, really by God's grace, managed to make it to high levels, right? He was managing things. People put him in management positions and so despite the situation God favored him and people saw his talent and what he was able to do um, and so they put him in really really high positions um, and then if you guys remember there was also part of the story where the Pharaoh I think it was the Pharaoh yeah Pharaoh's wife y'all remember that what do y'all remember about Pharaoh's wife Okay, yeah, I'll give that to you. You try to hit on him? She try to hit on him? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's kind of twisted. Okay, but she essentially wanted to sleep with him. And he, being a man of God, um, refused. He refused, okay? And because he refused, she decided to lie on him, frame him. Thank you. He, she did, she framed him. Um, she took his coat and told Pharaoh that he tried to sleep with me, which we all know is not true, right? Now, because of that, he gets thrown into prison, right? What did he do? Nothing. But he's in prison now. <laughs> um, and so in prison, anybody remember what happened in prison? Yeah. <laughs> that movie really helped you out. <laughs> Yeah, he was. He was in prison with two guys. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anybody else want to add to that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, I guess so, yeah. You said, is she the one that who always got him food? Okay. Well, that's not said in the Bible, but probably in the movie, they just try to kind of fill in some parts. You know what I mean? I'm sure somebody fed him. So maybe it was his wife. I don't know. You know, but as far as what the Bible says, I didn't know about that. <laughs> um, but still, no, that's good. Thank you so much. So for those who didn't hear, um, Joseph is in prison now, right? And yes, he meets two uh, people who are also kind of like, essentially they worked for the Pharaoh as well. Um, and they were thrown into prison. These two people got, they had dreams, right? And they didn't understand their dreams. Because we know Joseph has a gift in interpreting dreams, he interpreted the dreams for them. Um, and the interpretation was for one of them that pretty much in three days he was going to get his job back. The other one's dream was pretty much in three days you're going to die, okay? And it, it came to pass. It happened. It came to pass. Joseph also said, hey, remember me down here. <laughs> and of course, he was forgotten about. Um, so several years, well, not several. I think, it was like, I think the Bible says like two years um, came by. And now the Pharaoh himself has a dream, right? Pharaoh himself has a dream. And um, he brought in all his magicians and everyone else, you know, to be able to, to ask if they could interpret this dream. And no one could. So then at that point, the one who got his job back, the guy that was in prison who had the dream who got his job back, he then remembered <laughs> Joseph. Right, and so told Pharaoh, and Pharaoh was like, "Bring him up here." Um, so he interprets his dream, and not only does he interpret the dream, he gives solutions to the dream. Right, and so essentially in that dream, that's where um, it was interpreted that um, essentially the entire land was going to go through seven years of great harvest, right? It was just going to be very plentiful, bountiful harvest. There's just going to be so much. Um, but then after that, there's going to be a, a following seven years of like great famine, right? So while Joseph is providing the Pharaoh the interpretation, he then, with God's wisdom, then said, hey, this is what I think we should do. We should store up a portion of the ex the excess that we're going to get in the seven years, that and that will help us in the remaining the seven years of famine, right? Which makes sense. And so, of course, Pharaoh goes, "You might as well get the job," <laughs> right? I think initially he was like, "Who you know who could do this kind of job?" But then he was like, "Nah, 
you should do it. Um, so now um, Joseph gets elevated even more than he was before he was in prison, right? Now, now Joseph is literally, I think the Bible says he was so high in rank that, I forget the way it was worded. I wish I could find it, but it, it'll take me a while. Um, he's so high in rank that the only thing that's distinguishing him and Pharaoh is the fact that Pharaoh is on the throne. Like, so he's legit like his right-hand man. Like that is like vice president type stuff, right? <laughs> um, so Joseph is over the entire management of making sure that all the people are good during the famine, collecting all the stuff during the harvest where everything is so bountiful and plentiful. He's collecting everything and um, manages everything through the famine. Now we get to the famine, right? At this point, his family, Joseph's family, right? Back in Canaan, Canaan, Canaan. They're um, obviously feeling the effects of this famine. And so the father tells the sons to go over to Egypt and go and get some food. Now, this is kind of where there's there's a lot, right? This this story is it's is really good though, guys. But um Joseph recognizes his brothers and he kind of plays around with them a little bit, says that he thinks that they're spies and um the money that they brought to them, Joseph sneaks it back into their bags tells them to go and bring their younger brother so that they could prove that they're not spies. You know, the whole thing happens. And um, so they go back, they tell the father, hey, we gotta bring Benjamin. Now you guys remember, if you guys remember, Joseph was the firstborn of his father's, I guess I could say favored wife. I don't know if that's probably the right word. What was that? Right, the wife that he loved more, right, Rachel? No, the first wife didn't die. Ooh. Yes, 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 he did. Okay. Do you guys remember the story of someone who was trying to marry somebody he worked seven years for his wife and they brought him a different wife. Does anybody remember that? No? Oh, yes, he had to work another seven years to get the wife that he wanted. <laughs> I love this, you guys are learning, this is great. N no, I mean, culturally speaking, it was okay to have multiple wives culturally. Right. So okay, okay. Let's 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 kind of okay. <laughs> now I'm like I'm stuck because I'm not I'm not trying to take up too much time here, but maybe we'll get into that another time. But again, this goes to show that this stuff is a whole story, you guys. This this was a whole another story in itself, and it, which led to now this and Joseph's mother. So Joseph's mother, um, she she did pass away, right? She passed away, but that was the wife that uh, his father loved, right? Jacob, his father. Um, so Benjamin was the other son that they had from that wife. Now, uh, now you have a question? Uh, 
Sorry, say that again. I feel like. Exactly, exactly. So just what she said, right? The father was very hesitant. He was, he did not want to send the last son of his, I guess, favored wife. That's just what I'm going to say. <laughs> because he already lost Joseph, right? He knows Joseph to be dead. And so he did not want to send this last son. Um, and so it was a whole thing. But I know Joseph probably did that because he wanted to kind of play around with them a little bit. But um, essentially, the brothers were able to convince, right? The, bro- the brothers convinced the father and said, hey, we've got to bring Benjamin back. That's, that's what he's asking for. Um, and, you know, the father took some time, but eventually they were uh, able to take, take Benjamin and all that good stuff. Um, and still, it was just a lot of back and forth, right? But finally, it gets to a point where it's awesome too because when when you read the scripture there are points in time where joseph is so overwhelmed that he like sneaks away and cries and like comes back um but ultimately it gets to a point where (laughs) they did this whole thing and he was joseph was like i'm gonna have to keep benjamin here and the brothers are like no our father is gonna die if we don't take him back and joseph pretty much breaks down right and um that's actually the, the part of scripture that I want us to go ahead and read. So let's go ahead and look at uh, Genesis 45. I'll turn to Genesis chapter 45. Yes. the case it's not that he doesn't care much i think it's just there are certain sons that are just so near and dear to him so not that he wouldn't care about the others but he's extra protective yeah all right y'all um okay i'm gonna try and read this very quickly okay chapter 45 genesis chapter 45 y'all ready Okay. Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, make everyone go out for me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud so that the Egyptians heard it. And the household of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. Right? So they're like, what the heck is going on here? (laughs) Okay. So Joseph said to his brothers, come near to me, please. And they came near. And he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. 
for God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. That means don't, don't wait, don't, don't take too long. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children and your flocks and your herds and all that you have. There I will provide for you for there are yet five years of famine to come so that you and your household and all that you have do not come to poverty. And now your eyes see and your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father of all my honor in Egypt and of all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he kissed all of his brothers and wept upon them. Thus, oh, after that, his brothers talked with him. Just, let me just finish here. When the report was heard in Pharaoh's house, Joseph's brothers have come. It pleased Pharaoh and his servants. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, say to your brothers, do this. Load your beasts and go back to the land of Canaan and take your father and your households and come to me. And I will give you the best of the land of Egypt. And you shall eat, uh, eat the fat of the land. And you, Joseph, are commanded to say, do this, take wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father and come. Have no concern for your gods or for your goods, for the best of the land of Egypt is yours. The son of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons according to the command of Pharaoh. Right, so you think Pharaoh was like, give them all this stuff. Tell your brothers we're going to give them all this stuff, okay? According to the commandment, the command of Pharaoh, and gave them provisions for the journey. To each and all of them, he gave a change of clothes, but to Benjamin, he gave 300 shekels of silver and five changes of clothes. To his father, he sent as follows, 10 donkeys. And so he sent all these other stuff. And then let's see, let's jump to 24 real quick. Then he sent his brothers away. And as they departed, he said to them, do not quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to their father, Jacob, and told him. And they told him, Joseph is still alive. 
and he is the ruler over all the land of Egypt. And his heart became numb, for he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive, and I will go and see him before I die. Ooh. All right. Um, all right. So I think just based upon this, right, and knowing and, and, and kind of seeing this family conflict, right, that Joseph had dealt with, his brothers didn't like him so much so that they wanted to kill him, eventually sold him, right, into slavery. I wanted to talk about three different characteristics to me that kind of came up, I guess, as I was reading it. And kind of think about that a little bit and see how we can maybe find ways to apply that to our own lives, right? So one of the things that I noticed of Joseph, right, is he had humility. He was very, very humble. And I see that where, well, for one, starting from the very beginning, right, when he had these dreams that people were going to bow down to him. And he gets sold. And he was put in places of high leadership. He still carried himself in a way that was humble. He still carried himself in a way that he wasn't so puffed up and said, oh yeah, I'm big and bad, these people. You know what I mean? He didn't have that vibe. He didn't, he didn't walk around like that, right? Because he genuinely believed in God and trusted God and didn't see himself like that. He had a heart of humility, right? Um, so I kind of wanted to throw the question to all of us, right? When we're in a situation, and I think especially when it comes to family conflict, it's hard because there's conflicts in a lot of different arenas, right? Different people groups and situations, but especially when it comes to family, there it's something about family. They are so close to us, right? When the offenses come, it hurts more. It, 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 they are... They are the ones that you wouldn't expect to hurt you, right? And when I think about how much they hurt Joseph, and Joseph still continued to walk in humility, he's away from home, right? He's in Egypt just kind of doing his thing, but he still walked in humility. Um, I want us to think about situations where we maybe have had a family conflict or we had a family member who really offended us, really pissed us off, did something to really upset us. How did we, how were our hearts? Like, was our response, yo, they shouldn't talk to me like this and this, this, and this. You know what I mean? Like, where was your heart? How did you view yourself? How did you view them? Whoever was that offended you, 
Um, I think it's something that we should definitely be thinking about, you know? When we get to a place where we kind of put ourselves on a higher pedestal, that's not walking in humility. Yeah, sure, I think sometimes our flesh and our human nature wants to do that, right? We try to put ourselves above this person or that person. Find ways, justification, reasons um, to, to, I guess, justify us being angry and upset and holding it to them. It's not walking in humility, but when we look at Joseph and we see his life, literally when he was falsely accused of sleeping with Pharaoh's wife, where was it, Potiphar? Anyway, <laughs> um, he still walked with humility. He was falsely accused, you guys. He had every, he had every like, I just feel like any one of us could have easily been like, yeah, you know, I didn't do that. I'm honestly translating to like these days. Back in those days, they didn't respond like that, right? But, you know, you know I didn't do this and I didn't do this and I'm this and I'm that. I would never do this and I would never do that. He never had that heart. It's true. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a very good point, and I think we all have to, to be careful, you know, with that sort of thing, because um, uh, these kinds of things are very, very delicate, right? It's very, very delicate, um, and we have to be mindful of how we respond, especially as Christians, especially as Christians. You don't ever want to be in a situation where you immediately just kind of jump right to a certain decision or a certain conclusion, these are things where you have to really sit and ask the Lord, right, um, to lead and guide in all of that. Um, but so, yeah, so humility, that was one, right? The second one is what we discussed last week, forgiveness, right? What I love, a characteristic, right, that I think we, when we're having family conflict, we want to think of these things. We want to operate in these things. Forgiveness. Do we hold it over the heads of those who offended us? It's hard not to. Let's be real. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, the thing is, sometimes it's a, it's, it's a skill. It's something we, it's a muscle, honestly. It's a muscle. It's something we have to continue practice doing. It's easy to just hold on to it and be upset and rah-rah-rah-rah, you know what I mean? It's easy to do that. What's hard is to just let it go. 
and to say, you know what? Yes, I was hurt, but I forgive you. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. Then that is something, you know what? I appreciate your honesty, Francine. And it's good that you're being open about it. But I think that's also, when we come to a place where we can be real with ourselves, those are areas where we have to work on, you know? If it's hard to say I'm sorry, we probably should all work on that, <laughs> you know? It's something we've got to work on. <laughs> okay, we'll talk offline about this, okay? <laughs> um, but right, so Joseph didn't hold it against them. And um, let me see, hold on. In verse, verse 5 and verse 24, I'm going to read it very quickly. Okay, it says, this is when Joseph is talking to them. He says, and now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. Even Joseph is in a position of humility and of forgiveness to say, you know what? I'm over it. So y'all don't even don't even go back home and worry about it. You know? He had that that heart of forgiveness. Verse 24. Uh he pretty much repeats it again. He says, "Then he sent his brothers away, and as they departed, he said to them, do not quarrel on the way." He has forgiven them so much. He wants them to forgive themselves for what they did. Can we say that we have that kind of heart? It does. It takes a while. It does take a while. But this is why it's good to want acknowledge, right, that these may be some areas of improvement, but then actually work to improve on these areas. Yeah? Okay. Um, and then... The last point that I want to bring up is I would maybe venture to say the most important. He fully relied on God. All the mess this man went through, he was a young child. His brothers hated him so much, right? They did all these things. He goes to a foreign land all by himself. He is to figure it all out on his own. He trusted God. He trusted God. And you see through scripture. There are times where he says things like, God allowed this to happen. I'm paraphrasing, right? Actually, the continuation of five, right? Continuation of five. Let me read that again. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here for God sent me before you to preserve life and then verse 8 it says so it was not you who sent me here but God sometimes I'm just like How often do we get really hurt 
by the very ones we don't expect to be hurt by. And have a perspective, a mindset that says, you know what? Yeah, it hurt, but maybe this was God's doing. Who says that? <laughs> right? Now, Joseph's story is very, very, I almost want to say dramatic. <laughs> In the sense that he had such a horrible situation happen and then he became like ruler of all of Egypt, right? Um, so that's, that's pretty huge. But if we try and apply that to our very like kind of day-to-day offenses that we find ourselves in, conflicts we find ourselves in, it's not often that we sit there and think, okay, Lord, how do you want me to deal with this? I still trust you even though I'm hurt. You know, maybe, maybe there's something you're trying to teach me here. Maybe I've got something I need to work on. What should I, what do you want me to learn, right? How do I handle this? Now, don't get me wrong. I am not sitting here saying <laughs> to I'm trying to use my words carefully. (laughs) I'm not trying to sit here and say that you should willingly allow people to hurt and harm you and batter you when you're in a situation that is very unhealthy, right? There's a balance to this. There is a balance to this. So I'm, I'm not saying that. The Bible talks about guarding our hearts. But I'm sure, I don't know how, how maybe involved you guys are with what's going on in society or how well aware you guys are of what's going on, but I'm still trying to understand it all. But what I have come to find, or at least what I'm seeing and hearing, is how hypersensitive everything is these days. And, and I'm not saying that it's not wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 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 the fact is, you guys, right? We can't ever control what somebody else will say or do, but what we can control is how we respond. And what I hope you guys get from today is that instead of reacting, because a lot of times we react, oh my gosh, I'm hurt. And so you react to that hurt. And then you want to, depending upon everybody's personality is different. So everybody manifests it in different ways, right? Sometimes people want to just, we might want to literally hurt them back. Some may, you know, just do different things that are vengeful, right? Spiteful because they were hurt. We, we have got to respond. We've got to think about how to respond, 
right? Are we assessing where our hearts and our minds are when these kind of situations happen? And sometimes, again, back to the whole like hypersensitive thing, sometimes somebody may say something that really offends us, but they may have no idea how it came out or how you maybe have even taken it, right? So to be so quick to just be like, oh, they meant to do this, they did this, so because of that, I'm gonna do this, you know? That's not, that is not the characteristic that we should have as, as believers at all, right? Sometimes we have to sit back and be like, mm, God, <laughs> this thing is bothering me, you know? How should I move forward? And a lot of times, especially if we pray about it, you'll be surprised how the Lord will help in those kind of situations. He may turn your heart around completely. You may not feel as upset or offended, you know? Anything can happen, but the fact is, God is our source. And especially as believers, we need to remember that we've got to rely on him. And Joseph did that very thing. Everywhere we look, he brought up God, God, God. Even when um, the, the Pharaoh asked him for interpretation for the dream, he said, God, this is what God says. Like God is all God's doing, right? That was the heart he had. And ultimately we see these three things. Joseph was not perfect, right? I'm sure he was not a perfect dude. But because he was able to walk in these things, he was favored and it, 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 it came out, right? Everything that he did, he succeeded in. And that was seen by these Egyptians who don't even serve the God that he serves. So, humility, forgiveness, and relying on God, looking to God, getting God's perspective on the situation. Those are things I think we need to all work on as believers, as Christians, as we go through life and deal with family issues. We have to remember our families are family. That's not to say that there won't be um, unhealthy relationships, right? But let's try to let's try to learn from Joseph and how he was able to handle that situation. Like, let me read this one part. <laughs> I'm almost done. Um, so, chapter fifty, right? They, the whole thing, so he gets, he says, go get dad, go get the whole family, come on over, I'm going to take care of you guys. Dad gets old, and he passes away, and um, I'm just, I'm just going to continue reading from there, right? So this is, this is verse 15, chapter 50, verse 15, chapter 50, yeah, five zero, and then verse 15, 1-5. It says, When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. They're terrified. They <laughs> know what they do is not right. 
Verse 16, so they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father gave this command before he died. They didn't learn. <laughs> Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Right? So the brothers are like, oh, let's, our dad's gone. There's really no buffer between the two of us. He may try and get revenge. Let's tell him that our dad said, that he should forgive us. Okay, that's what's happening here. Then it says, okay, it says, Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, behold, we are your servants. Right, that's his brothers. But Joseph said to them, do not fear, for I am in the place Oh, well, he actually asks in a question, but still. For I am in the place of God. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Hey. <laughs> Look, I don't know if it's just me. I give, I'm an emotional person, but I feel like I felt it. What? Joseph had such a heart of humility, of forgiveness, and his relationship with God. They was like, yo, y'all still worried about this? I'm not worried. I'm good. We're good. Dad is gone, but I'm going to take care of you guys. You are my family. Mm. Sorry, y'all. I'm trying not to be emotional here. But um, yeah, to me, I just thought it was very powerful, right? I just thought it was. So... <sighs> let's just try and do that. Okay, I challenge all of us, including myself, to improve, walk in humility, walk in forgiveness, and continue looking to God. Have the perspective of God. Because you never know the conflicts that we may have in this life. We don't know what it can make us to become. I know it's a very famous, if I can say that, scripture where it says, well, you meant for evil, God turned around and made it for good. If there's anyone deliberately doing something towards us, we don't know. If we lean on the Lord, he can turn it around for our good. Yeah? All right. So uh, that is all I have for you guys today. <laughs> Are there any questions, comments? Anything that stood out to you? Yes.
the Twelve Brothers. Um, like starting from their family and going on, they were like the star of their tribes. Like each of their names was like the head of the tribes, and then going on generations after. Mm-hmm. So like, like God wanted them alive so that the Israelites later on could fulfill the prophecies that were obviously put in the Bible. Amen. That is good. That is good stuff. And if you guys remember Moses, this is where we learning. Remember all these people now are in Egypt? They're going to grow and multiply. And then that's when that Pharaoh at that time is going to try and kill all the firstborns. And then Moses comes through. And then he saves his people out of Egypt. Remember that? You see how it connects? We're learning. <laughs> Don't mind me, y'all. <laughs> Thank you for that, Steve. Is there any, anybody else have any other comments or questions or anything? No? All right, awesome. I think just, oh. I hope I can add just one. Um, I think maybe on a more serious note that family is family. Um, like I think the other day we said, we talked about hand-me-downs and and clothing choices, one that you buy yourselves. Family is that kind of hand-me-down one um, that you don't really pick. Mm. You don't pick your family. You're born into it, right? And you got your good ones, you got your crazies, you got your not-so-good ones. Um, but you all kind of kind of work together to make sure that everything will be fine, right? So if there's conflict amongst family, it's not some friend that you can just toss away. I think we live in this kind of cut off culture, yeah. right? I'm gonna cut you out. Cancel. Cancel all those things, but <laughs> it's really hard to do that to family. Mm. Nearly impossible, because you, you ha you're probably gonna have somebody that you both like mutually, right? And God forbid, you know, that person passes away, you're both gonna show up at that person's funeral, right? And then what's gonna happen, right? So it's not like a friend that you can just kind of toss away. Um, and even that, we'll talk a bit about that next week, what that looks like. But I encourage you, if there's any family conflict that you guys have, please make sure to have a conversation with that person and try to work things out and pray about it before you talk to that person and just see how God will work. I mean, we're instructed to, we're commanded to um, approach somebody who has wronged us. So that applies to family as well. Thank you. Thank you for that. <clears throat> Anything else? I think, are we gonna have to start collecting phones? I know we did that once upon a time. We might have to go back to it. Maybe we'll, we'll I don't know. I gotta talk to the teachers about it. We might come up with a system. Oh, okay. Okay, all right, y'all. Let's go ahead and pray out. <laughs> all right, Father, I thank you so much for today, for this discussion. And I ask, Lord, that you help each and every one of us to be able to walk in humility and forgiveness and to trust you and to, to rely on you when it comes to any conflict, but especially with family conflict. We ask that, Lord, you help us. We want to honor you in everything it is that we do. And especially when there's conflict that arises within the family, we ask that you help us to be able to confront the person, to address the situation, and to walk 
the way that you would have us to walk, Lord. So that hopefully it can come to a resolution. Help us to continue walking in love. In all it is that we do. Help us to not react in situations, but to respond. And to respond considering in you. That we should come to you. help us in our response so father we honor you we bless your name and i pray that you bless each and every one here today um help us to apply this to our lives and to remember when a situation arises we won't completely forget everything that we just talked about today but that we'll remember and be able to apply it and practice it so that we can become better And ultimately, you will be given the glory. So God, we bless your name. We honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.